G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. When we walk closely with the Lord day by day, Pastor Greg Laurie says others may take notice. In fact, it might even evoke a strong reaction. You might give up certain pleasures and activities that other people are engaged in and people will say, man, what a waste. You missed the big party. Oh, you should have been at this thing. Went, you went to church again? Seriously? What a waste. Really? Oh no, if I've given up any pleasure, that's no sacrifice compared to what God has given up for me. This is the day when the lost are found. been that one person at the table in a restaurant who passes up on dessert everybody's ordering salted caramel this and double chocolate that and they look at you like you've got a second nose growing out the side of your head as if to say what's up with you sometimes just sometimes we have to pass up the attractive things for the best things and today on a new beginning pastor greg laurie helps us to chart a course for a nicer more fulfilling walk with the lord in spite of the other things that want our attention Let's grab our Bibles and turn to Mark chapter 14. The title of my message is The Best Choice. And I'm reminded of a statement that Billy Graham made not long before he went to be with the Lord. He was asked the question if he had any regrets in life. And in response, Billy Graham said, quote, I would study more. I would pray more. I would travel less. And I would take less speaking engagements. I took too many of them in too many places around the world. Billy says, if I had it to do all over again, I'd spend more time in meditation and prayer and just telling the Lord how much I adore Him and how much I'm looking forward to the time we're going to spend together in eternity, end quote. Well, Billy is with the Lord now, spending that time with him in eternity. But here before us in Mark chapter 14 is a story of a woman who'd spent a lot of time telling the Lord how much she loved and adored him. And then she did something that was largely missed by the other disciples. But Jesus singles the story out in the Bible. He wants us to know this story in particular. And I find that fascinating. Because we read in Mark chapter 14, verse 9, Jesus speaking, he says, Assuredly, I say, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will be told as a memorial to her. (laughs) Wow, okay. Well, we better pay attention. What exactly did this woman do? Before I tell you what that is, let's pick up where we last left off in the gospel of Mark. Jesus is headed to the cross 
He has plainly declared that to his disciples at a place called Caesarea Philippi. He told them he was going to be betrayed, he was going to be crucified, and he would rise again on the third day. And this came as bad news to his boys because his popularity was at its total peak. The name of Jesus was on everyone's lips. Matthew chapter 12, verse 12 said, large crowds gathered to him and he got into a boat and the whole crowd was standing on the beach. And then Luke 12, one says, thousands of people had gathered together and they were stepping on one another. So everybody wanted to get close to Jesus. And so he was very popular. But ironically, these same people that were expressing their interest in him would soon turn against him when he made his way to the cross. Even his own hand-picked disciples did not fully understand what he was about to do. He had come to die on the cross. This was always the plan from the very beginning. And even though he spoke about it in great detail, his disciples missed it with one exception. And it wasn't John known for his spiritual perception. It wasn't Peter, normally known for his outspokenness. It wasn't Andrew. It wasn't Matthew. It wasn't one of the apostles. It wasn't a man. It was a woman. And she was not one of the apostles. But she understood what Jesus had come to do. And her name was Mary. Let's read about it now. Mark chapter 14, starting in verse 1. Now the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread were only two days away and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or the people may riot. While he was in Bethany, uh, reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those who were present said, oh, this is worth more than a year's wages. Why this waste of perfume? This could have been sold and the money could have been given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Now look at the response of Jesus. He said, leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? The poor you always have with you and you can help them anytime you want but you don't always have me with you. She did what she could. She poured perfume in my body beforehand in preparation for my burial. And I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. Now this probably was a family heirloom. As it's been pointed out, it was worth a year's wages. So it was worth thousands and thousands of dollars. Under normal circumstances, just a few drops uh, from a bottle like this would be sufficient. She pours the whole bottle on him and then wipes his feet with her hair. Now again, I want to emphasize, Mary did not have the same privileges as the disciples. They spent pretty much every waking hour in the presence of Jesus for some three years. She was with him sporadically, but she was gonna take advantage of this opportunity. She's gonna listen to him. She's gonna learn from him and she's gonna bring a great gift to him because she could see the lines etching his face and read or write the problems reflected in his eyes and she understood he had said what he meant and he meant what he said. He was going to die on a cross and that broke her heart so she was gonna bring her tribute to Jesus now. 
Seize the moment. Carpe diem is the expression. That's exactly what Mary did. But of course Judas thought it was a waste and he criticized her for it. But then John gives us an interesting little detail about Judas. He said Judas did not say this because he cared about the poor. He said this because he was a thief. Basically Judas was hanging onto the money for the disciples and he was pocketing it and so things are not always as they seem. From the outside, Judas looked thrifty and careful and spiritual. And the woman looked frivolous and wasteful and silly. But the very opposite was true. Judas was evil and greedy and wicked. And she was thoughtful and godly and committed. So things are not always as they appear. Thanks for joining us for a new beginning today with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. We're in Mark chapter 14 today, considering the surprising moment when Mary anointed Jesus' feet with oil. Here's Pastor Greg to continue. Now Jesus commends her as an example to us. Look at verse 8. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. She did what she could because she understood that he would do what he did. In the same way, the more we discover about what Jesus has done for us will cause us to want to do more for him. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. She saw this love that was driving him. She saw this concern for her and the others and all of humanity. And so she wanted to do something for him to show her love. And I think sometimes we'll look at people who offer something to the Lord and some might criticize them for it. For instance, a young person may give up a promising career to go into the ministry. And some people like Judas will say, what a waste. You could have gone out and had a great career and made a lot of money. That's a waste. It isn't a waste at all. I'm reminded of a young lady I just met. Her name is Tiffany. And she works with the World Health Organization and the United Nations over in Yemen. And they're reaching out to the poor people that are living there. And, uh, and so Tiffany has been able to show God's love to these people and be a great witness. In fact, she watches Harvest at Home. That's where she gets her, her teaching, uh, being so far away from the United States. And some would say, well, that's a waste of a life. That's a waste of a life? As far as I'm concerned, that's an investment of a life. You might give up certain pleasures and activities that other people are engaged in. And people will say, man, what a waste. You missed the big party. Oh, you should have been at this thing. What, you went to church again? Seriously? What a waste. Really? Let's just run the clock out and come to the end of our life and let's just see how that played out for you and how that played out for me. I just read a very interesting study that was done that showed people who go to church on a regular basis and have faith in God live longer, healthier lives. So there's even a practical aspect to it. Oh no, if I've given up any pleasure, that's no sacrifice compared to what God has given up for me. And whatever you give up will be more than made up to you as a follower of Jesus Christ. Or maybe you avoid that temptation to go astray. 
You're faithful to your wife for a lifetime. People say, oh man, come on, you missed out. You could have had an affair here and there. Oh yeah, let's just look at the wreckage of divorce and the impact it has on you and on your children. And we'll see who made the right choice. That's not a waste. Nothing is a waste if it's done for the glory of God. And that's what this woman did. She gave her very best. It was the very opposite of a waste. Or you may decide to simply live for yourself and do whatever you want to do with your life and one day God will say, what a waste. What do you care about the most? The opinion of people or the opinion of God Almighty? Give your most precious thing to the Lord. My son Jonathan was in Peru a while ago with his wife Brittany. Uh, We worked on some projects with Compassion International, a great organization impacting people around the world, but especially children, helping to lift people out of poverty. And they share the gospel with these folks. And so Jonathan went to a village in Peru. He took a backpack full of toys and other things. And and they were hanging out with this little family. And there's a little boy named Anthony. And Jonathan was playing soccer with the little guy. And it was just great. And as Jonathan was leaving and getting ready to get into his cab, little Anthony ran to him and, and hugged him and then presented Jonathan with a little gift. It was like this little piggy bank of a little dog. And obviously this was a very precious object to this little boy. He had very little. And he gave his very best to Jonathan. And I just thought that's a perfect picture of what we're talking about here. Giving our very best to God. He deserves nothing less. What is the most precious thing you can give to Jesus? Let me give you an idea of what it might be. Yes, it's your resources. Yes, it's your time. But overall, it's your life. Present your future to the Lord. I'm speaking to someone right now who's very young and they're thinking about their future. Can I tell you the best thing you can do with your future is choose to follow Jesus Christ. And here's why choices matter. You make your choices, then your choices make you. So make that choice now and then choose to dedicate your life to the Lord. I pretty much dedicated all of my life to Jesus. I was around 50 years ago and I didn't have a lot to offer Christ at the age of 17. I was a confused kid. I'd gotten into drugs. I'd made some bad decisions. And I said, here I am, Jesus. And I actually said to him, God, if you're real, make yourself real to me. And he did. And he does. And whatever good has come out of my life, my ministry, has been God taking very little and multiplying it. Sort of like that little boy with the loaves and fishes that came to Jesus. And Jesus took that little bit of bread and those fishes and he distributed it. It was sort of like the guy came with, here's my little crackers and my sardines. Oh, Jesus says, I can work with that. And he touched so many lives. And you need to come, I need to come, we all need to come and offer our life to the Lord. And you will never regret that decision. Because one day will be your last day. A couple of days ago, I made a phone call to a man named Jim who's in the hospital. Jim tragically is dying of cancer. But as we talked, he told me he came to Christ hearing me preach in 2011. And then he made this statement, Greg, I'm not afraid. I'm ready to see the Lord. I was so moved by that. And then Jim made this statement to me. He said, the meaning of life is a life with meaning in Christ. I thought, man, you are so right. He had such clarity. Only a Christian can look death in the face and say, I am not afraid. And I reminded Jim of the statement of the Apostle Paul when he said, 
to live is Christ and to die is gain. It doesn't mean that the Christian has a death wish. What it means is we don't have to be afraid to die anymore because Jesus died on the cross for our sin and rose again from the dead. This gives us hope for the afterlife. And I ask you right now, do you have this hope for the afterlife? Could you look death square in the face and like Jim say, I'm not afraid to die? You can say that if you put your faith in Jesus, but if you haven't, I can't think of anything more terrifying than death. But death is coming to all of us. As it has been said, the statistics on death are quite impressive. One out of every one person's will die. <laughs> Only those who are prepared to die are really ready to live. Are you prepared to die? Are you ready to meet the Lord? Listen, if you want to go to heaven, if you want to know that your sin is forgiven, you can ask Christ to come into your life and everything can change for you. So in a moment, I'm gonna pray a prayer. And I'm gonna ask any of you that are watching right now who are not sure if Jesus is living in your life, you're not certain that your sin is forgiven. You don't have the confidence that you go to heaven when you die. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Pray this prayer and mean it and God will hear you. So if you want Christ to come into your life, Pray this prayer right now. Just pray these words. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you are the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I ask you to come into my life right now and forgive me of all of my sin. I want to see you in heaven one day. Thank you for hearing this prayer and answering this prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Important prayer from Pastor Greg Laurie today on A New Beginning. And if you've just prayed with Pastor Greg and you've made that decision for the Lord, we want to welcome you into God's family. And we also want to help you to get started in your new relationship with God. Can we send you some resource materials? It's called the New Believers Growth Packet. It'll help you start on this new journey of faith. Just ask for it when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's one 800 772-936 The team would also love to pray with you That's 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME well, Next time, some good news for anyone who's ever failed Anyone who's ever made a mistake Anyone who's ever sinned You know anyone like that? Pastor Greg Laurie will point out that God gives second chances Join us next time on A New Beginning Today's message from Pastor Greg was called The Best Choice. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Christian media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-00-5011 or visionstore.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.